Ladies and gents, we're so fortunate today to be able to introduce you to our guest. Uh, third round pick to the end. Fantastic, fantastic New York football giant. Uh, UCLA Bruin, defensive end, uh, Owa Odigizua. Thank you, Owa, so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's my pleasure being with you guys. We really appreciate it. So, yeah, of course, always you've got myself, Nick. We have Tristan Watkin here on the line too. And we have Supdeep Puni always. Hey. So, yeah, hey. Um, Owe, we've got a few questions for you that we really want to know. It's mainly about your college career and your time as a UCLA Bruin. So, I'm going to start. Mm. We've got some questions here. So, Owe, you have a very interesting story growing up. Um, born in Columbus, Ohio, if, I'm, if we're right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. And then you moved with your parents back to um, their home country, native country, in, in Nigeria when you were three. Um, mm. And so what was it like living in Nigeria? And do you think any of your experience sort of living over there maybe shaped um, your life, helped with your football career? You know, did you follow other sports in Nigeria? Do you feel like, how do you feel like you know, moving at such a young age to, uh, to Nigeria kind of uh, affected you as a person? Um, it affected me in a good way. Um, I was exposed to a lot of different culture. Um, just coming over from the U.S. to Nigeria was were very different culturally. It was like culture shock in a sense. Um, so it was it was good for me just in, in just exposing me to something different. And then as far as sports is concerned, uh, I played. I never played organized sports in uh, Nigeria, but I did. Pl- I did. Uh, you know, played soccer or race my friends or just stuff like that. So it got me kind of in a competitive state of mind from a young age. Um, wanting to do something competitive with your friends and stuff like that got me into, that's what kind of introduced me into the world of competition and uh, carried with me all the way to football um, later on in life when I decided to play football. I still had that competitive edge to me. I'm wanting to be the best that I can be and wanting to be a winner. So that's kind of the connection between Nigeria and the U.S. as far as uh, sports is concerned for me. Mm, love it. Love it. So, yeah, you played a lot of soccer. I mean, that's the biggest sport in this country. Soccer is obviously huge here in the U.K. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You still follow any t- at all now? Do you ever watch any soccer? Or I do a little bit, but not as uh, I'm not a fanatic. I'm not as into it as I used to be. Um, mm. And I who, would don't you, really... who would you want to win between Nigeria and America if they played a game um, in the World Cup, for example? I'd probably want to see. I'd probably want to see Nigeria win, just because. Hey. Super <laughs> Eagles, Super Eagles, love it. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm like from uh, Leicester and um, we have a couple of Nigerian internationals uh, who play for my hometown, um, Ndidi and Eniacho. So uh, we, we love the Nigerian national team in Leicester anyway. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, so obviously when you, um, you know, went after going back to Nigeria, you eventually came back to the US, and if I believe rightly, you ended up in Portland. Um, how was that change coming back to the US, and did you miss being in Nigeria at all, or were you quite happy to be back in the US? Um, I'm happy to be back in the US, but I, I want to go back to Nigeria to visit. It's just been, it's been such a long time. And um, there's just so much I'm, I'm wanting to see and experience again. Um, the food, um, the people, the atmosphere, just uh, everything like that, that I want to experience again. But I'm definitely happy to be in the US. Are you, happy, are you happier or less happy now after what happened at the weekend? Oh, this weekend? Yeah. With the election? Yeah. I know obviously uh, you're, you're based up in Washington, aren't you? And obviously that was yeah. a, a very, very Biden area, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm, I'm happier just because I know that there's been a lot of tension previously. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of unrest and uneasiness at least in my um, in my household, at least with my <laughs> mom and some of my brothers, um, and then in the in the community, there's just been a lot of unrest, a lot of things going on that um, I felt as though being the president of the United States, you have to be able to address and mm. keep the peace among the people and bring people together. I just felt like that wasn't being done very effectively. Um, so hopefully with the new representation, we can, we, we can, we can come together, be more unified and just be more at peace. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, um, I think, I think everyone on either side is, is kind of glad it's all over now. We can get back to, back to normal life again. Everything's yeah. been about the election so far and let's definitely keep that to the end of politics questions as we go back to sport and super yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was looking at, obviously, you, you know, your, your time at high school, and I understand that you played in the 2010 uh, US um, Army All-American Bowl. Now, I was actually going and looking at some of the names that played in that game. So you got um, Robert Woods, uh, Keenan Allen, yep. Anthony Barr, who I think you played with in college as well. Um, yeah. Andrew Norwell, um, what was it like playing against some of these players? And did anyone in that particular game stand out for you straight away where you thought, yeah, I think this guy's going to have a really big career in football? Yeah, um, I think all those guys did really well played in the game, playing in the game. I think Anthony Barr was the only one that didn't play because he was injured. Mm -hmm. um, but Sharif Floyd stood out to me. Um, defensive yeah. tackle Floyd. played. Yeah who eventually played for, for the Vikings. He was very dominant in college. And at that, in that game, he was dominant, stood out, um, had a big performance. So he was mm. the one that really stood out. But all those guys were really good. Everyone, we had a really talented group of players in that game. So um, 
Yeah, shout out to all those guys that are doing it. They're still playing today. Like Robert was incredible. still playing, doing this thing, Anthony Barr and uh, a few other guys that I that are, are, I'm blanking on right now, but they're doing all doing really well for themselves. Did you say Keith? Did you say Keith, Keenan Allen as well, Suk? Yeah, he Keenan play? Allen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen's some player. He's some player, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah. Um, so after the All American game, it was. I mean you moved on to college. I don't know if it was before or after, I'm not sure the timeline, but either way, you had a big decision to make on where you wanted to spend your uh, sporting and academic time, career, and you chose to take a scholarship at uh, UCLA, um, mm-hmm. living in living in Los Angeles. So what was the decision behind choosing UCLA? Were they always the favorites? Did you have any other offers that you were strongly considering? Yes, I did at the time. Um, I think uh, Nebraska was one of them. And oh, UCLA no. Was... Really? Nebraska? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a huge Big Red fan. Huge oh, Big are Red you? Fan. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska was the other, the other school that I was really considering as well, but um, I just, it just made more sense. Look, look at this pen. I mean, I've got, oh, nice, like a... nice. I've got nice. all sorts. Well, yeah. we can still be friends, was, even though I'm feeling a bit devastated right now. I know, I know. It was, it was really, it was a very close decision. But at the end of the day, I feel like Nebraska. I mean, UCLA would be closer to home, um, mm-hmm. being on the West Coast, and uh, just the academics was a little bit up my alley of what I wanted, and okay. uh, just the social environment was a little bit more diverse. Um. And then uh, the, their football team, UCLA's football team, was not that good at the time. But we had some really talented players that was in my in my uh, uh, class. So that made me optimistic and gave me a lot of hope for the for the program. So I wanted to be part of something that was on the rise instead of something that was already established. Makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, so close. Oh, close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when you did get to UCLA, I, I was reading that you sort of you ended up starting as um, a true freshman. Um, so, you know, going straight in, you know, early doors of your career. Was that difficult? And what were sort of your highlights of your time at UCLA? Um, it, was, it was challenging. My freshman year starting having... Um, having some responsibilities put on my plate early was, was challenging, but, um, I learned a lot from it and, uh, just gave, gave me a lot of confidence early on that I can play with the best of them. Um, so yeah, that was my experience. Um, it was good. It was good. What was some of your favorite moments then? What was like the pinnacle for you? Um, my favorite moments... Um, I would say playing against Cal, I had two sacks in that game. Um, very nice, very nice. Playing against USC, even though we lost that game, was fun. R- rushing against one of the better offensive tackle in the in the whole country, in Tyron Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a. It was it was it was it was fun, but he was he's strong. He's very strong, very athletic. Very quick. So, Very good player. Mm-hmm. Very good player, Tyron Smith. Yeah. yeah. 
No, definitely. But um, obviously, looking at, I was looking at the sort of the record um, at UCLA. It's safe to say, obviously, when you were there, like you mentioned earlier, you know, the record wasn't all that great. They were four and eight. You, you left there. You left such a mark on that. I mean, that you finished with a ten and three record, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't happen just by accident. So what do you think was the the key reason behind this sudden turnaround for the UCLA program? You know, going from four and eight to ten and three is a quite quite a big jump in a short period of time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we we worked really, really hard. Um, number one, well, I would say number one, we had a coaching change. Um, Jim Mora became our head coach my uh, junior year. And that's when we were all ready as a team for something different, for a change. And we were all willing to put in the work and be guided um, towards the right direction. And that's what happened. Um, Jim Mora came in. He instilled a mindset of really hard work and dedication and discipline and teamwork that we all bought into. And it helped us turn the program around really quickly. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Brilliant. So off the back of that, uh, you declared for the NFL draft. Uh, it's a long period, isn't it? Once that season finishes to where it's like it's draft time, it's such a long period of what, like four four months or something like that where it's taken lots of calls, you know, lots of workouts, lots of showing. Um, how was draft day for you? Sum up the emotions of what it was like sort of on the draft day, on draft day, I presume you were surrounded by your family and stuff. And when that phone rang, to, when you found out you were going to be a, a New York football giant, how did you, how did you feel? Um, yes, I felt very emotional it was a very long process very stressful um you just don't know what's going to happen you don't know where you're going to go who's going to pick you up if anybody's interested in you so there's a lot of things going through my mind that I was uh working through but it was very emotional once I got my name called and the New York Giants picked uh called me and picked me it was a dream come true it was something that I just longed for and it finally happened all the work you put in all the sweat the blood sweat and tears um just to finally have your dreams become a reality was was very awesome for me um so i'll never forget it um but the process is the process it is what it is it's going to be long you just gotta work through it and be patient and um, what was it like swapping the nice warm cali weather for frosty New York in winter yeah it was it was cold experience like I was like man this is the coldest weather I've ever lived in um it was so cold that my bones were cold and (laughs) that's hard to even imagine just like the winter got so cold that my I can feel my bones were freezing you know so it was pretty cold that's crazy. You know, so you got to say, and again, whether you're allowed to talk about this kind of stuff now, did you get, I mean, I'd love to know at the end of the, the process of the draft, you know, you taking the third round, teams were interested in you. Did you, did you get calls on draft day, like on the, on the day of the, of the third round? So it was day two of the draft. 
um, yeah. from other teams saying like, if you're you are there, we're gonna pick you and stuff like that. Um, essentially, yeah. They the team. Some teams were saying that. Um, but there's just so much that happens during the draft. Players move, fall, or rise. You think one player is gonna be there, and then they're not. And then you have to take another person. Um. So you just never know how the draft works. So they'll call you. Sometimes they call you and they don't. You don't actually get picked by them, because mm-hmm. somebody else they were expecting they weren't expecting shows up. Yeah. So or somebody else they were expecting doesn't show up. You know. So yeah. there's just a lot of different moving pieces. I bet. I bet. I bet. It's it's weird. You feel like you don't know where you're going to live for the next, like you don't get to choose your job, your job picks you. It's a crazy yeah. kind of thing to get your head around, isn't it? Like outside of sport, that just does not mm. happen, does it? Like yeah. you could have gone anywhere from New York to Detroit to Texas. To... It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems football sort of runs in your family because your brother Osa, I believe the pronunciation is, has um, also gone to UCLA, um, to play football, um, how do how is he finding his time at UCLA? You must be like really proud, and how is he sort of handling the Pac-12 coming back in this sort of current circumstance? Yes, yes, I am very proud of him. Um, he's handling very very well. He's doing his he's doing his thing. He's holding his own, and he's just making us all proud. Uh, the whole family, uh, my mom and my uh, all my younger brothers were all proud of him, and we all know he has a bright future and that he can make it he can do his he can do very well in the in the NFL so he has a lot of motivation a lot of um um inspiration and aspirations to do great so i we all think that the, the sky's the limit yeah for anyone who doesn't know that Owa's brother osa is a uh, senior isn't he at UCLA on the D line um and yeah, if you look at any mock draft, any seven-round mock draft, he's he's expected to go. I mean, I think it's been unfair at the Pac-12 because they haven't played. You've seen a lot of players slide a little bit because they haven't played. But once he gets his game back going, there's a lot of consensus that he could be. I mean, the original consensus pre-season from a lot of drafts said he could follow you in your footsteps and go maybe the third round as well. So wouldn't that be some story? That would be great. Yeah, that, would be, that would be special. It would be. It would be. Well, I'm sure we're going to see him in the NFL next season. Mm-hmm. Exactly, can't wait. Um, so going back to obviously UCLA now under Chip Kelly, you know, a very experienced coach who's played at sort of the professional as well as, sorry, coached at the professional and collegiate level. Um, do you think they can sort of um, reach the heights that you guys achieved, you know, back when you were at UCLA? So do you see the program sort of turning to that sort of uh, performance level again? I think it's very possible. There's a lot of reasons why it could happen. Um, there's a lot of talent in California. Um, we have every we have we have the, we have one of the best facilities in the country. Um, we compete with the best of them as far as uh, the aesthetics of our of our uh, of our facilities are concerned. Um, and then uh, the academics. I mean. Who wouldn't want to go to UC at one of the number one schools in the country, public institution in the nation? Mm. Um, so there's a lot of things. And then we we do have some history. We have some success. We, we have some proof that we can be successful with, you know, with my time being there. 
um, there's proof that we can be successful. So it's just a matter of recruiting the right players who were bought in, who want to be a part of that program, want to be part of that success and bringing the program back to prominence. Um, so it's, it's very possible for Chip Kelly to be able to do this. Um, just a matter of getting the right players on board. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And is there anyone at UCLA right now that you think sort of maybe going under the radar that a player that's not getting the exposure, maybe they should, is there any sort of players that you've seen that really stand out to you at that program at the moment? Um, I would say number 10, Felton. Um, he's, I think, Demetrius Felton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he is number 10 for the Bruins. He's an all-purpose player. And he's a special player. I mean, I was watching the Colorado highlights uh, versus UCLA the other day, and he stood out. Yeah, like, he was playing offense. He was playing running back, playing receiver. I think he was kick returner, and he was playing all over the place, scoring touchdowns. And I'm like, this guy's really, really good. Whoever gets him is going to get a really good player. Yeah. So he's he's one that's getting ready, and I think he's kind of not as hyped up as he could be. So Demetrius Demetrius Felton, he's a redshirt senior. So there you go. That's the one to look out for. Um, I'm going to ask, go slightly off script, but that's, that's all the questions we've got for you, Owen. Thank you very much for your time, but I'm going to have to ask you one more question. Okay. I want to know, I would, can you, I mean, it depends on what you can share, but I want to hear one story or one instance you've had with, and when you got to the professional level at the New York Giants, one person who, on, on a player who you kind of, really bonded with, who, who was really great to be around in the locker room. Maybe it doesn't have to be someone who everyone thinks about. Was there some guy who made your time really easy, was always there to talk, someone like that at the Giants? That's a good question. Um, I would say I didn't really click with, a, with, with – it's not that I didn't click with people on the team – but I couldn't say those people that I really gravitated towards that made my experience unique or anything. I was close with, every, every, I was cool with everybody on the team. Mm -hmm. um, I would say guys that were standout players that I really respected was, uh, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, the defensive end for the Giants. I really, really had a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing, <laughs> he's doing very, very well. I mean, he's been through a lot of things, yeah. um, a lot of adversity, and for him to still be playing right now is incredible. Um, it's just incre nothing short but of incredible, just to see his story, what he's been through, what he's overcome, the kind of leader he is, and just a very, very, uh, you know, very charismatic guy. Um just a guy you want to be around and really want to, he's just a positive influence on people. So mm. he's somebody that I really respect. And I would say I uh, looked at as a source of inspiration for when I was going through some things um, with the Giants. Mm. That's great. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul is an incredible player. And, you know, sometimes one thing I'll say before we, because you're very kindly going to stick around to chat some, 
college football scores ahead of some big games this weekend, especially some big ones in the Pac-12. Um, okay. I just want to say, so people think sometimes that because you're on the same player as a team, that everybody's really close and talks to everybody. But there is, you know, you, you have your own, it's not just offense and defense, but you split into your own position groups and your own coaches. So if you got asked the question like, did you ever, did you ever speak to Eli Manning much? Did you ever speak to Odell Beckham Jr. much? People might think, oh, well, you, you would because, you know, it's, it's not a huge squad and stuff like that. But you, you were a rookie and you play, you know, in a couple of years there and you might not always speak to them. Did you ever have much of a conversation with either guy to ever know? Um, it was, it was here. It was every now and then. Every here. It wasn't that frequent. Um, but it was, it was, uh, it was, it was very few and far between, but it was good. Um, the conversations that I did have with Eli was good and, um, Odell as well was uh positive. So yeah, I had no, I had no complaints about that, but, um, it was, it was, like I said, like you said, we, we're just on different sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, they play on offense, we play on defense. Our meetings are a little different. We don't see each other as often. That makes so, sense. That makes yeah. sense. And is there anything as a rookie that you, because everyone talks about the rookies kind of have to do a lot of the, the uh, a lot of the jobs that no one else wants to do away from the field and stuff like that. Did you have anything like that at the Giants where you had to, I don't know, did you ever have to pick up food for the other players or anything like that? The Giants, anything like that with the rookies? Oh yeah, definitely. I had to buy snacks for the older guys all the time. They made me do it. Made me carry their helmets and shoulder pads off the field. Really? So it was fun. Yeah, they did. They made me do a lot of stuff that I didn't want to do, but I did it anyways. <laughs> it sounds like that goes on at a lot of places. Yeah, it does. Oh, rookie Hazen, rookie Hazen. Well, um, well, thank you so much, Owe. We're gonna um, we're gonna chat a little bit now about uh, scores on the doors get some college football predictions in. But okay. uh, for now, I'm going to say goodbye very quickly because we're about to run out of time. So, yeah, thank you very much, Owa. It's been a pleasure to talk to you about the football, and your career, UCLA and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate this a lot. Amazing. I'm glad we're able to connect. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Fantastic. no problem, guys. All right, we'll see you very soon in like two minutes. See you later, Owa. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thank you.